Hey everyone, <sighs> it's Friday Reviews, <sighs> we're back, um, <sighs> who, who's on here today? <sighs> who's here? <sighs> hello, hello, hey. God, I'm... it's me, Kyle, and it's Zach, alright, we're gonna be uh, discussing, uh, Ad Astra, Ad Astra, oh man, uh, what'd you guys think, uh, how would you describe it? My uh, brief uh, overall summary of it, um, I liked it. I did think it was not a perfect movie. It, it was long-winded at times. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of details that kind of bugged me. But uh, overall, I thought it was a solid movie. Um, I do sometimes wonder, though, how much of its ideas were borrowed and how much of the ideas were its own. So, what do you what do you think, Zach? That's a good point, Kyle. Because in this movie, it, it's hard to really rate and review a science fiction movie nowadays because it'll mm -hmm. always get compared to like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Everything gets compared to that, pretty much. Yeah. And uh, this has not only a little bit of that, and it has a little bit of uh, even more recent ones like Interstellar and. Uh, I, I could say gra gravity say a little bit. A little bit of gravity. And some of it felt like even the, the pictures and the images on the moon even reminded me of last year's First Man. Even yeah. Just how it was constructed. Yeah. Uh, I like the movie overall. It's a, it's a really, I feel like it's a really good father-son story. And I'll be watching this on Father's Day weekend with my mm -hmm. dad, see what he thinks about it. I mean, uh, it didn't get a lot of uh, attention really. I mean, it... it <laughs> I felt like I, you got marketed enough to where people were interested, but it didn't seem like it got a lot of people to see it the first weekend, but I think uh, people should give it another look well, and check it out. I do think that uh, for some reason, sci-fi movies, it's you have to, I don't know, almost do a little bit extra, it seems like, than just your average movie, because I feel that uh, it's definitely an acquired taste for moviegoers to, uh, you know, want to go and see a you know a sci-fi space epic but uh i do think it is worth the watch if you go well, in I think the that's theaters a good to point see too, because if you look at some of the past sci-fi movies haven't done very well most recently blade runner 2049 which yeah, which was a great movie matter, great movie mm -hmm. not a lot of people ended up seeing it and even had like even with uh, stars like ryan gosling yeah and even um, First Man didn't really get seen by a whole lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of uh, audiences really connected with it. If you want so to see that Marvel stuff, First Man, I did not. Um, I, it was good, but it was very slow. And uh, this movie was slow too. I, what do you mean? But I do think this one was better, and the fact that um, it did kind of develop the story more. I, I felt there were less lulls throughout the plot. Uh, whereas first man, I was kind of like, wh like, what is even going on at this point? Like, it just, just seemed like nothing was happening. Like, why was that even necessary to have in there um, at times? So I do appreciate the fact that they they didn't really uh, spend too much time diving into the character, you know, um, introducing the characters. They kind of just like got right into it, you know. And, and I mean it. It can still be somewhat slow, but it at least they were getting into the, you know, the meat of the plot. 
So, what did you think of it, Rudy? Um, you know, it. I didn't. I tried. I actually did not read anything about this. I just knew Brad Pitt was going to be in a movie about space, and I was like really hyped about it. And this was a slow burn. This was like so, this movie was so long, man. And I have no problem with a long drawn out movie because like. Well, it's two hours and four minutes, so it's just over two hours. But yeah, you, you definitely you do feel the two hours. Um, like I felt it, but yeah. I was like, it was. You have to watch it in a certain mood. I feel like too. Yeah, almost. It's it's up like it's not better than Interstellar, but it's better than Gravity. Yeah, like one hundred percent better than Gravity. I, I think Gravity is a highly overrated film. Extremely overrated. Even with this borrowing from that a little bit, I felt um, I did feel that it was uh, superior. And a couple other aspects, especially with Brad Pitt's character uh, being narrator as well, which kind of gave a little bit of a Terrence Malick feel, but it also kind of uh, gave you more of an in-depth idea of like what's going on in his own head and uh, what he's experiencing um, that Gravity didn't necessarily give you. And Gravity just felt very, uh, I mean, it's like an hour and a half movie and it was just very... Uh, basic it felt like as far as you know moving the story and diving into the characters world i just remember when gravity came out people were like oh this is literally the movie of, of, of our generation like no it's not i was like who the hell said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did get a lot of hype gravity got it, i i think that's yeah. i think that's probably why we are hitting on it a little more is because it did it was being recognized as like just this great achievement when it first came out. Um, but, I mean, you also see over time, like, there were uh, scientific flaws with the movie and just the, how it works, how it all, like, how she was traveling from what the, the what was it, the Chinese space station yeah. to the, or the, from the U.S. space station to the Chinese, like, just with her uh, pack, her uh, jet pack on, like, it's like, no way. That's ridiculous. Oh, and then one thing about it too is Gravity was that 2011, 2012. Thir- or I think it was 13. It came before Martian, before Interstellar, yeah. before <laughs> Annihilation, or before you know. Yeah. So that was a movie that uh, did space really, really well, and I can't remember a movie coming around that time or before that time that really actually delved into space that well mm-hmm. so it was a good achievement for it's you know, time, when, or when, it's it time when it came out now we're looking at it you know differently because we've already seen some movies that i think are better than it but and know, they're also expanding on the thing is some of the, when it comes ideas. to space movies like one of my all-time favorite is sun is sunshine by danny by danny boyle mm-hmm. i actually have not seen with that. Ki- with, seen with, that Kieran, with uh cillian murphy and that movie was amazing. That's like one of my top favorite space movies. Behind like Interstellar and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty up there too. It's like when I saw Gravity, like and, and, uh, Sunshine, it came out like five or six years before Gravity. And I was like, mm. this is whack. Like Gravity had like Sunshine had a better message. There's a better tone. Gravity was like Sandra Bullock's in the deep vacuum of space mm-hmm. for two hours. Yeah. And George Clooney dies. That's literally it. <laughs> yeah. I did feel like they're, yeah, like with this movie. Um, at Astro, there were moments. I, I, I mean, it almost slightly cliche. Just like, well, it kind of is something that I feel like is getting used more. Like how, you know, these characters have something going on on Earth, and uh, therefore it's like they go to space. It's like 
like kind of a way of getting away from their issues at home you know kind of how a lot of a lot of us are as like humans like but uh i did think it touched on one thing that was interesting how it it was interesting kind of how um it plays into that's what they look for for people that you know that personality trait where they're able to block out all the noise and just be focused they always talked about brad pitt's characters like his ability to uh keep his heart rate below what was it, it? Was below 50 it was 47 yeah 52. he he was always able to keep it low in intense situations because of his ability to block out all the noise and just focus on that one thing and it's also um you also see it as a flaw because uh you know it also kind of touches back like he's blocking out other things that were traumatizing for him that he hasn't opened himself up to yet and that's kind of what this movie touches on with this character that I liked is that yeah it's good for you know the type of work he's doing but it's all it's also shows you the dark side of having that type of personality characteristic I definitely saw that. Um, so we're gonna go spoiler warning. We're gonna spoil this movie. So if you haven't seen it, or you're just never gonna see it, well, we're gonna talk about the whole entire movie. So yep. don't cry because it's over. Do you want to just talk about an overview of what it is, like before spoiling it? Uh, yeah, sure. It's like um, oh, you can you can take that. I try to. Okay, you can help me out, but I believe so. Ad Astra is about astronaut. Uh, played by Brad Pitt. Oh, if you wanna. <laughs> played by Brad Pitt, who this is, takes place in the near future, where you have a lot of space exploration already getting started. You learn, you know, pretty soon into the movie that his father is also an astronaut, and he embarked on, you know, uh, space exploration years ago when he was a young child, and his, he hasn't seen his dad in a physical form in like eight or since he was eight years old, and he's now thirty. In his thirties, yeah, um, yeah. I, did they touch on his age much? But, um, no, that's what always threw me off. Like, first off, I mean, his Brad dad Pitt was like is... his dad was literally in his nineties, whatever. I was like, <laughs> his dad was still like seventy-five by the time he would have left to go. Like, your dad, your, your dad was old from, when, from <laughs> yeah. birth, bro. Well, and that's why I was wondering, like, is there a, a space cowboys like reference here? Because there's like <laughs> Donald Sutherland makes an appearance. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. I was it like. These must, are, James Gray, the director, must have been a fan of the space guy. Yeah, because I was looking at that, and there's no connection between like any of the writing staff, like the director. I, he didn't have any role. I mean, it was a movie that was directed by Clint Eastwood yeah. back in 2000, I believe. But, but uh, yeah. going on, yeah. So his dad is played by Tommy Lee Jones, uh, which you see in videos of him early on in the movie, uh, kind of referencing back to... Uh, his connection with his father, and then Liv Tyler was played is uh, Brad Pitt's ex-wife, I guess. <laughs> we are watching something disturbing right now. <laughs> and, uh, what is going on? So the main plot of the movie is Brad Pitt has to go and try and convince his father uh, to not. There's this mysterious force that is happening in the space, and mm -hmm. the government's thinking it's related to his father, which is believed to be dead several years ago. And now they're trying to convince Brad Pitt whether or not to, uh, he, if he wants to go and uh, save, try to save humanity by 
stopping whatever is this mysterious mysterious force is going on. So I don't know. Does that pretty much cover? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the general. Yeah, that's kind of the general. um, But getting into spoilers, we can talk about more specifically now. We can actually have like a spoiler alert, but. what do you want to talk they, about specifically at the beginning? I think Moon got a better score than this. I never saw Moon. I still have not seen yeah, Moon, seen and I was thinking like, For that's other, one I still need to go watch. Score like on what? like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and IMDb it scored yeah. higher. I don't know. Sam Rockwell is an amazing actor. Yeah. I saw I saw Moon when it first came out, and who, I was really blown away by it. Who did Moon? Who directed Duncan Moon? Jones. Was that Duncan Jones? Who did that Warcraft movie that didn't really do well? But hey, man, yeah. pay respect. <laughs> he did, I think he did uh, some other good stuff, though. He did um, another thriller after Moon that I thought didn't do well. I can't remember exactly what it was. but hmm. um, Getting back to this movie, though, I mean, I thought that uh, it was uh, very well constructed, very well designed. Uh, James Gray is a director I want to learn more about because uh, he did one of his movies, uh, Lost City of Z, which came out a few oh, years ago in 2016. I never saw it. You saw it? Yeah. You didn't like it? No. Got really good reviews, at least. I haven't seen it. He did We Own the Night, and I liked that one. That was a good one. That was a Netflix. This one is like a slow burn, like what you're saying, though, this movie, because it's it's just kind of... uh, This isn't a kid's movie. This isn't a movie to take your kids to, because they're going to get annoyed, because there was a bunch of youngins (laughs) just running amok in our theater, and I was being... They were piss me off. Two girls that showed up 20 minutes through the movie, and then left five minutes into it. Or five minutes bro, upon it wasn't getting hustlers and then they Yeah, I was like, yeah. Bro, they were the pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, go watch Cardi B and Jennifer Lopez in concert or something. <laughs> oh, man. But, so, uh, yeah, did you want to touch on, uh, you know, another comparison that you you found within this movie? I'm probably going to get into that later on in the... Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it starts off with... Um, it, 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 you see Liv Taylor, who is in The Leftovers, which is on, in the background of uh, this podcast right now, actually. But uh, Liv Taylor just was walking out of, we presume, Brad, uh, Brad Pitt's house. Or uh, he goes by Major Ray McBride. And, but the thing is, she's out of focus. I don't think people realize she was out of like. Yeah, she really wasn't a, a major part of the story. No. She was No, kind she of was a, literally out of focus in no. the scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> because that, I think that's also... Um, a good, uh, good camera, good visual uh, work there because it's kind of a reference to Brad Pitt's character's, um, you know, view how he views her, or like how he's perceived her. How she's just kind of been in the backdrop of his life. He's kind of ignored her. You haven't really his focus yeah. has not been on her. That's why he's always been working on his job, and she feels abandoned by him. So I did like that. Yeah. So. And then it flashes back to him doing, um, fast forward to him like doing a uh, emotions test, kind of like in Blade Runner when they had to do the test to see oh, yeah. if they mm-hmm. were like... Oh, people. sight, the sight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, replicant test. Yeah, so he yeah. was doing his version almost. And just to see if he could like keep his emotions steady. Mm-hmm. So that happens and then it shows him loading up to like... I thought he was loading up to go to space, but he's just loading up to fix an antenna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I... That's another shot I actually really liked is as he's going down on the ladder and then it kind of shows you over just that, that little back, the backdrop of earth and you see like just how high up they are, but they're still just like on the, 
edge of the Earth's atmosphere. But yeah. you see like the little jet that goes uh, that goes by and right underneath them, and it just gives you kind of a, a visual representation of how high they are, just like just above Earth's atmosphere. I thought he was about to blast off of that too. I literally thought he was about to zoom, but yeah. I was like, oh, he's just a repairman. Yeah, which I mean. Yeah, so they're at the edge of Earth's atmosphere, and then when it breaks, they have a piece that breaks, and um, you know, it starts collapsing and then exploding. It's not just a piece. instead of them flying off into space, it's them falling well, back down to because he well, says still, I forgot he says something of like welcome to the ISSA, the Intersta- International Space Antenna, mm-hmm. yeah, giving yeah. power to those below. I'm like those below, I thought he's in space, but and yeah. then the the fl- the the like the power influx happened like yeah I was like I was like oh it's an alien invasion movie is what about what we're about to see I here. was trying to understand though like when he turned off the 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 power like why did it continue just exploding like I, uh, was it too late like it maybe. was just it was already collapsing maybe it was super, I, I don't know that's the part that was, was something confused. I couldn't figure it out I was also reading about this like how people. Or like scientists are kind of frustrated with that scene when he he jumps off the antenna and does a free like a halo free fall. Yeah. Like well, and I was really like, well, theoretically that is not possible because uh, Joe Kentinger did the exact same thing at the like not even that like as high and it could have killed them and saying like the physics behind. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> Maybe in the future it's different. Yeah, but the same. Yeah. It was like Joe Kentinger. This was like we don't really have a, a timeline of this, do we? No. This movie is... It just says near future. We just know he's texting. Like, he's able to text with a phone that's not there. Yeah. That, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it was purposeful, but uh, that was something I feel like maybe could have been used to give us more of a reference yeah. of, like, where are we? Like, that, that, are that we in modern day? Though. Like, past? Yeah. That jump scene was cool, though, when you just see him free-falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I did like that one, yeah. I felt like they had good, thrilling scenes filled in with, like, at the beginning of this movie. There's a lot of quiet, and then there's a lot, there's a lot of, of bang. There's some yeah. interesting things. That's what keeps it more interesting than Gravity. Gravity was just like George know, Clooney and Sandra Bullock having revolt, sexual know. frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this just kept you more engaged. At the beginning, well, entertainment-wise, I mean, Gravity was good. I mean, you yeah. you guys were entertained the whole yeah. way through with no, Gravity, I right? I was I mean, not. There was parts, <laughs> of that, but there was at the beginning yeah. of Gravity that was true. I mean, and all that stuff is happening, and then she has to figure out how to get back. So I, I do think, like, entertainment-wise, like, it, it, maybe this isn't even as good as Gravity, but uh, I feel like this, this was, was a little more grounded than yeah. Gravity was. I mean, it had a little more to offer, a little more depth to it than Gravity did. So I think so. I just thought it was cool. I remember I asked my dad. My dad's jumped out of planes before for his previous career. And I was like, hey, Dad, would you ever jump out of a plane like this? He was like, hell no. That's stupid. <laughs> you think I want to jump out planes? No. You dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> big dummy. <laughs> because like that impact he did, like I was like, eh, that might have actually seriously caused bodily harm to him at the speed he jumped. It should have. But I was thinking he was gonna crash into those trees. I was like, oh man, there's a field right there. Just go into the field. But yeah, luckily he went into the field. I was like, these medical responders are brave. They're literally running to go save him, even though there's literally. F- Falling debris that could kill you, like yeah, that's true. Like those things yeah. are little bombs that are about to hit him. Somehow it, it also managed to hit his parachute, but not hit him or kill Didn't him. Didn't hit him at all. Like no one brings up the other people up there. 
But. So what's hap- what happens at the beginning, you know, Brad Pitt's fixing the international space antenna and all of a sudden there's this power surge that goes on and then he ends up falling down, free falling all the way down to earth and his parachute, just in the nick of time, his parachute actually, well, his parachute comes out but there's also debris falling and knocking his parachute down and then after he, he gets uh, all healed up from that, then he goes and goes to the, uh, the army base, right? Army base is trying to because there's a forty six thousand people confirmed dead from this power surge that's Mm -hmm. happening all the way. Yeah, which when you well you find out that it's Neptune, but the army base he goes and then they're trying to convince him to go go on this mission. Mission and uh, yeah, because they noted again like his ability to remain calm and like do the right thing in that Mm -hmm. situation. So it kind of, and that's when it kind of dives into his relationship with his father a little bit, right? Yeah. So then it's like we get a little more backstory there, and we meet Donald Sutherland. That's where Donald Sutherland, uh, his character comes in because he was. Yeah. What what was? Did you notice like the meeting where like he's a he he's a major in uh, the, the space command or whatever. And he goes into the heaven this meeting, and this lady's like aiming a gun at him or like some device, and I never. You see this device appear like a few other scenes, but she aims a device. It's like a, a, a woman's in the corner and aims a device at him. Is that to test his emotions? Or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Similar Maybe to it's like, like a, a scanner? Because he whips scanner. it out later on in the movie. Yeah. Yes. And I was just like, it's like scanning for life. Yeah, and I was like, mm. she's, it's like this dude's alive, but. Yeah. That must be some type of Star Trek uh, thing that like Dr. McCoy would use, where he's like using that thing to try to find if something's wrong with people. That's what it reminded me of. But yeah, you're right. They don't talk about it at all. Yeah. Just kind of, you just see people. Yeah, you just kind of, uh, I mean, assume that that's probably like, which I kind of like in some way. It's like they're they're not. Um, what's the word? They're not, you know, making it so easily. Uh, they're not ex- trying to explain everything to the audience. Like, yeah, I, I like that. Like you, you're kind of just yeah, left you to get with the to figure it out on your own. And then of course it has a little circular device he puts on his neck, and that really is what. Kind of monitors his blood pressure, yeah. his vital signs, which is yeah. pretty cool. And you get to see. Uh, it, I get the impression that like when he is told to go on this mission, and he finds out his he might end up finding his dad that he hasn't even like seen images or videos of his dad in a very long time. Right. And like, because I feel like when he's on the working on the antenna system, like he's one of the most one of the best explorers as well mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's character is and so he must have done all that he could and now he's just doing maintenance on some random yeah well antenna, and now he has to did you guys feel like he um, like he accepted it pretty quickly yeah like he wanted to he's, he's like, like back I, I think, on the horse I think deep down he wanted to um, because deep down he really wanted to know if his father was still alive or not even though he kind of you know held this you know, facade, like, well, you know, I'm just going to assume he's dead. I mean, it's a way of protecting himself from, you know, yeah. the actual finding out. So, um, he does agree to go on the mission. But so, it's like a secret mission. Like, he has to take yeah. a commercial flight to the, to the moon. Yeah, yeah. so what, where, why, why are they going to the moon? What, what was that? They had for, the, that's their base to then get to Mars to then get to Neptune. Because okay. the only place is not affected by the power oh, yeah. influx. Yeah was the underground base at Mars, but they, he has to take a commercial flight to the moon and then go through, go to the dark side of the moon, yeah. which is a secret base, 
But there's also space pirates that will kill you. <laughs> well, that that was actually one thing that kind of bothered me because, like, is this not like a, a like a militarized like it's not something like when they start talking How about they getting weapons they're up like, there, man. oh no, space pirates and like so they know what's going on like it's like it's happened before. Is there no security like, why patrol? are they not prepared for that? They basically turned into Mad Max. In yeah. Space well, and yeah. Because so basically, yeah. There's there's two vehicles of pirate pirates and like they take them out like two or three of them i'm like why are they able to so easily you mean take um, out these like other you uh, mean brad I'm pitt like, takes them out the other guys literally act like it was like delayed response like, like, oh hey. no like it, it just seems really so well secure but the fact is that it was such a secret base that maybe they couldn't have maybe that many security would how, let people know that something else was going it on. It blows my mind away. There's an Applebee's, and they can have, they can get an Applebee's in space, but they can't provide a man that's trying to save Earth with <laughs> yeah. proper security. Yeah, I have to get him. The universe. Yeah, I just thought that was. I thought that was a little like, ridiculous. From my like, little military experience, I'm like, they they should have where, that. Where, I was like, where's your security better. detail? This is complete. BS, man. I, it was like, uh, and also, how's your space pirates in on the moon? Like, how yeah. long you've been up there where just people just are getting weapons? Yeah, and... they were fighting over resources, right? So, like, what yeah, what were some of the resources, like that they were that's what on the you moon? Just don't know. You don't know what the heck is on the moon that people are all getting hard about. That's what, yeah. Well, there's Applebee's up there. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, Brad Pitt does commentary. He's like, if my dad, like, if like, yeah. We're we're rebuilding the society that we're running away from. My dad would have hated to see this. Yeah, he's like narrating like he like the yeah. fact like kids are just taking pictures on the moon. It's like a tourist attraction. Like it's yeah. not like anything scientific anymore. Yeah. Well, Brad Pitt also made an interesting uh, note too in that like where he's narrating how he talks about yeah all these people are basically running away from their own problems and that's why I kind of correlated like he's connected. Like everyone else kind of does what he's been doing. And it's like kind of a, it gives you a more of a clue into his character as well. And that's like kind of where I picked up on like, he's also running away from his own issues uh, because, but he's also trying to face them at the same time. Like he's trying to figure out, is his father still alive or not? And uh, like, why, why is it closed him off to, you know, with other people? Um, so maybe it's going to give him some answers like where he can, you know, move on with his own life. So Yeah. I kind of felt that too. It just I was a bit thrown off that he was heavily Yeah. But secured. But he uh found a way. He found a way and Donald <laughs> Sutherland, you know, he what had happened to his suit? Something well, happened to his suit. No, yeah. he got hit. He, he got, got hit, hit but his heart went out of rhythm. Yeah. I didn't remember seeing it though. I don't remember. It and happened really fast. I was like, no. He, have you ever thought that Donald is just old and just got stressed out from the fact he's getting attacked on space I mean, by pirates? He is old, but uh, yeah, not, he was like, I'm not gonna be able to go with you. I was like, how does he know like he's not gonna be able to like like he's talking like he's gonna die or something? Did he? They didn't even say he died. He no, just they just it. said he went for emergency uh, surgery or something. He had to do an emergency heart surgery. It reminded me of like Michael Caine's character in Interstellar when he's like trying to convince Cooper to go to yeah. space, and, he, and then he ends up passing away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens with Donald Sutherland. You don't really know if he passes away, I guess, but he has heart surgery and can't follow him to Mars because he was supposed to go on that mission with him to yeah. Mars. So then he, it's only Brad Pitt's character that shows up on the flight 
Yeah. To go to uh And then of there. course when Brad Pitt gets to Mars, he realizes that uh, oh, they make him do that recording in that absolute silent, weird constructed building where they have which I've heard the way it looked like it was supposed to be constructed to have absolute zero sound in it. That was the, mm-hmm. what that design was. I don't know if you've seen one of those apps. Yeah, I've, I've seen it yeah. on... Like where he's reading over the script? When he's reading the script with the microphone in that... They tell him what to, to say to try to communicate? Yeah, all those little weird angular uh, yeah, pieces. I, that's all just to make sure that there's absolute zero sound. Which yeah, yeah, I don't know why it had to be that way, but I guess... It was that was an interesting set design. Maybe it was because of the transmission of the signal it had to be a certain type of uh, mm-hmm. uh, good quality audio i guess but yeah he, they get brad pitt to say the lines and then they have him rest and try again the next day and then he ends up having like a dream or something right he doesn't get any sleep that night which mm-hmm. normally he's logging in every day you see him log in say he got eight hours of sleep and seven right. hours of sleep seems like he got less and less sleep until that point where he hardly got any sleep and then he was able to connect with his feelings and uh, well he he also felt like he was being uh, kind of used by these people for their advantage when when he gets them when he gets to mars i will say this i got a blade runner vibe when he was underground on mars and you see the orange hue and it reminded me Mm -hmm. of when harrison ford's character deckard was in vegas and you see that hue yeah because when uh whose character is that um, Ruth N E G G A's character Helen, she like is talking to him, and then this guy with higher security clearance is like, "Nope, gotta go, gotta go." He's like, <laughs> and she's so offended, like. She is. And so like yeah. they do the test, and like he, he like, after the first like recording, he goes back, goes to the comfort room, which is a room with a projector that just projects like birds, but. happy scenes from Earth. And then he goes back and he does a personal message and then they just stop it and say, oh, you can't go on the mission. Well, yeah, because they, they were acting odd, too, because they're like, oh, 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 we may have like you can't hear what they're saying. But he can see their act reaction to seeing if someone communicates back. Yeah. So uh, um, that was they long. they were kind of then they came into his room and said, OK, that's all we're going to be doing for today. Like uh, they didn't say anything. And. He's like, did he say something? And like, that's kind of where he gets, you know, irritated and uh, pissed off with them because he feels like they're not being truthful with him for some reason. Um, and then uh, what happens from there? Because yeah, I think I went to that, take a bathroom break <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, basically, after that point, he goes back uh, to that hallway. Well, he's that walking. Has he that sees the crew. Tube, and he sees oh, he's- Helen, the girl, and she talks to him about. Well, we for- we forgot the fact, like before, when yeah. he when he makes it to Mar- when he makes it to the moon base to go to Mars, mm-hmm. he's uh, they're uh, they're flying up there, and the com- the the commander of that ship is like, oh, we gotta stop. Um, oh, yeah, they have to stop for that mayday. That for the mayday, and he's like, Swedish nope, keep airplane. going. Mm-hmm. And you notice that the lieutenant, the new guy, is just. He's a wimp. He's a wussy. He mm-hmm. he does not do well under pressure like I'm Brad like, Pitt's man, character. How are you in control of a space like a multi billion dollar yeah. machine a spacecraft, but you get nervous just yeah. off of a basic mayday? Well, and and that's, so they go that's in where there. his character shines. Yeah. Brad Pitt's character. Brad Pitt's character is like, "Final, go in there with you." Yeah, they're showing the contrast between mm-hmm. like that light lazy guy and then uh, Brad Pitt. But 
then I like, think he was lazy. I think he was not scared. lazy. What I mean is like, yeah, he's he didn't have he wasn't the right fit for that type line of work. Maybe. No, like you would never want anyone to be. Everyone else on that crew was cool except for that guy. Yeah, he was just and he's manning it. So yeah, it's like it's he his was like yeah. second in command, which yeah, it's crazy. But then they go to the May Day and they go into that spaceship that was I think Norwegian or something or Swedish. And then they go and find that there was a, what is that, like a scientific, uh, biological ex. Yeah, they said it was like, I guess they were testing out, like, the effects of, like, long term space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, isolation. And it's chimpanzees that just ripped apart something. Yeah, that's like, kind of threw me off. Like, I was like, what? What the hell is going on? Hey, 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 what's the big idea? Well, because this movie had seemed like it was, um, you know, trying to be very realistic, you know, very, you know, um, kind of like in the vein of uh, what man on, what was it, uh, the first man? First man. A little bit. But uh, then it's like you get these like crazy space chimps that are like attacking yeah. people. It felt, felt like a little bit like alien vibe at that point. Yeah. You just have weird creatures coming. Yeah. Although it's an ape. And it's yeah. even more so, Or like life. I don't know if you watched life. That came out with Jake Gyllenhaal a few years I ago. I still haven't seen that either. That one had a creature. It was like more like Alien than anything else. I just felt like this was kind of a reference maybe to like a it, uh, monster in space. Yeah. Type. I don't know. It just felt kind of like an odd jump to me. Like how it went from... I thought it made know. sense. I mean, it fits fit later on. Doing because it was like... When you see what's what, going on. But that was just kind of a sudden jump, it seemed like to and me. Brad Pitt, and the actual captain of the space shuttle, he gets His face up, destroyed. They try to save him. And his arm is just mauled. Well, and, and then he, I think he... He, dies. he was dude, He was dead before he got back on the ship. Because yeah, he, uh, he ended up... Yeah. He had no air. Because like once his... Uh, duct tape is... He tried to duct tape to, like, to yeah, seal it in. Duct tape in the vacuum of space. Yeah. I'm really curious about... Yeah, I don't know how accurate some of the stuff that you know they did, but uh, then he gets back to ship, and then of course that guy who is terrified of being captain ends up taking over, and their um, what happened to their ship? There's like debris or something that hit the ship, and it was knocking it when they were trying to land on Mars. Something happened to the ship, and he had to try to land it, and then Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt had to take over because. Yeah, that's right. Because oh, it was yeah. off. Yeah, it was off center. And yeah, so he had to. Yeah, he had to level it. And Brad Pitt, just in the nick of time, took over again. This guy was not doing, not cutting it. So then they uh, end up going into the Mars base, and we already talked about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, is the, that where Lantos, the the girl, whatever, where she talks about how she was actually born on Mars herself? Yes, it's the no, it's the second, it's the second time after he sees. The crew, he goes back to the comfort room and he's mad because yeah. he can't go on the mission because they deemed him unfit. And she's like, well, I was born on this planet and I've only been to Earth once. Okay. Her parents were the ones that were on exploration with Brad Pitt's dad. And she, as far as she knows, they've no, no, all no. Been passed away. They've all died. No, he finds out Lantos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, the com- after he yeah, is, sends off that uh, emotional appeal like to his father or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's when he finds out that Lantos was also uh, born on Mars, and that yeah. she was like the daughter of one of the Lima crew members. Yeah. From that. Yeah, and, and then like, she just wants to know if Tommy Lee Jones, like Brad Pitt's dad, is alive or not. And 
yeah. he's, you know, it's classified information, and then he ends up telling her, and then she in turn gives him a little secret of uh, her own where she shows um, what actually happened because there was just stories of. Well, because he got a message from that one guy before he, he did, died. Yeah, he did get from Donald Sutherland a message. And that was just saying that his that was just confirming that his dad was alive, basically. Yeah. Wasn't it? I can't remember exactly what mm-hmm. happened in that sequence. But then she lets him know that he kind of went crazy on his his crewmates yeah. Yeah. because he said that there was a mutiny and everyone was getting crazy on Neptune and they all wanted to leave and he wanted to stay. So then. He and oh, she helps him find a way to get onto the Mars rocket ship to then take off to Neptune. Which was, I was just like, how is they? How are they actually going to have him sneak onto a spaceship? Yeah, highly classified on, mission. Highly classified mission. And I thought they did mean, okay. They, I mean, to the best of the space they could. heist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he. I didn't understand how they, he was able to get into the spacecraft as it was lifting off at like however many miles an hour it's, you know. Yeah. Without being completely obliterated by the by heat the, of exhaust engines going off. Yeah. I mean, he had his suit on and everything, but still. He, he gets inside and the crew's like, whoo, whoo. So they try fighting with him. They try shooting him. Um, the, the he's like, the, I'm not trying to like, you know. Later the gun tries to shoot him and. But yeah. the ship starts up, so she literally crashes and cracks her head and dies. So they all pretty much die, like right. Well, like the, <laughs> he's the only one that survives. The other guy, the other doctor, starts to fight him, mm-hmm. and then uh, the captain, the other, the starts shooting and shuts off their oxygen. And Brad Pitt wasn't had his suit on, so he had his mask on. So it, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was gonna depressurize and they get crushed because. The way he killed the chimpanzees mm-hmm. during the space attack, he decompressurized that part of the ship and killed them. But he, those guys just ran out of oxygen. So he like sends a relay. He's like, yeah, I killed them, but I'm going to fulfill the mission. And uh, yeah, I buried them at in space, which I thought was kind of cool, like a burial at sea, a burial at space. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of an emotional thing. Yeah. Well, and then it's kind of also like where he reflects a little bit too, yeah, like, like on his own life and like his... His estranged wife. Was she estranged at that at that point? Basically, like they were kind of separated. Yeah, they were already divorced. Uh, and divorced. Yeah. Okay. So. Because they just never had time together. He was always gone. And but all that. so basically, it do, but it does skip after like several weeks where he actually does uh, make contact with the the Lima. Yeah. Uh, project. Like, it's like seventy nine yeah. days that he's up there. Yeah. And he just watches footage of like him and his, I guess yeah, his like wife. Yeah, like where talking. he's just reflecting he's the whole time. He's starting to go crazy. Yeah. Well, then uh, that's where he finds the abandoned uh, abandoned ship. Like he finds it and he's like sees all these bodies. I was like, man, yeah. this is kind of. And then that's he, about to get weird. Then he sees his dad. He start his dad. His and, dad loses like I never cared about you nor your mom. Yeah. So, I cared about the mission, and he starts crying. Yeah, oh, that's that'd be hard to like if that's your father that said that to you. That'd be hard to accept, you know. Like, he's like never compromise, not even in the face of Armageddon. But but basically, what the Lima, like what they were trying to do was what it kind of go through the to the furthest solar system that and man has life. ever gone to to find more intelligent life. Yeah, because he had kind of like lost his faith in humanity a little bit, mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's what they were doing, and that's what he was sticking to. He and you see that like Brad Pitt's like it's time to go home. How Tommy Lee Jones' character like reluctantly uh, goes with him, and so uh, yeah, because they get all his like show like a bunch of worlds that Tommy Lee Jones' character had found. Right, I think mm-hmm. there was like a computer screen of all the worlds, but none of them had life. That's but the one none big of issue. Them had life. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah and Brad Pitt's just really trying to convince him to just like and you know, let it let it go. And I think that's what Brad Pitt's character. I think that was the difference between. Brad Pitt's character and his Tommy Lee Jones character is that Brad Pitt's character wants to revive his faith in humanity where Tommy Lee Jones has just given up on it. Yeah. And that's why he's kind of gone off the deep end, but Brad Pitt has kind of, you know, stuck to the mission. Um, and then he's trying to return him home. So they do that. And uh, what he, so they try to board the ship, right? They get him. uh, uh, put they put all the spacesuit on him and stuff, and then they they tether like he tethers them the two of them together. He gets the nuke ready, which I thought was an interesting visual concept there, like how uh, you know the son and father how they're kind of like bind how they're bound like that, you know. Yeah. Well, one thing I did find interesting did he did he ever explain like that he was the reason why the those power surges were going? He was the reason, right? Because I don't remember them ever explaining. Uh, like, I couldn't remember I, if it was. When they, when they first when he first saw his dad, his dad was saying that it was a malfunction of the ship and something was going on. But then later on, I thought that he kind oh, okay. of let he, it I, be, let it. Yeah. I found something, and it says it's from the during the mutiny, their antimatter power source was malfunctioning, so that was causing the power surges. I also remember mm-hmm. that being brought up in the movie itself. Yeah. I see. So it was their crew's fault, but. He was trying. Was, so was he actually trying to stop it then? But the he's also. I don't think he really cares. Yeah. Or is he just to a point where he didn't care? Either? So during his search, though, he's also disrupting, you know, other human life. Oh yeah. Like so it's really it's kind of interesting how it's almost self-destructive in a way. Well, yeah, because but like the one million, like of, it was a stupid amount of people died during the surges. And I had to think yep. about it, like who would be affected by a power surge going out hospitals, yeah, um, planes, all kinds of stuff. So I can picture mm-hmm. a lot of people just dying just oh, from yeah. that, just like just from the. It would seem like an end of the world type. All caused by a man going crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, so uh, they're in space. They're in space. They're trying. They're, he's tethering him to him. To uh, I don't remember what the purpose was. Are they gonna? Climb back in. Just climb back into the yeah. pot, pot or whatever, yeah, the module. So. And anyways, that's when the dad, uh, he has his thruster. He, like, instead of going up with him, he, like, pushes back with the thrusters that he has on and uh, ends up taking Brad Pitt off of there. And then they start, you know, just kind of uh, traveling through uh, space, like, and... Uh, yeah, and since there's no gravity, they're just... They're just kind of... And... Yeah, they're just kind of... Uh, Moving about. And he's and like, cut trying. me off. Cut me loose. He's like, That's right. cut me loose. Yeah. And then he cuts him loose. No, his dad disconnects no, himself. His dad. Well, his dad. Had, have a heart-to-heart talk. His okay. dad said something to him. Like yeah. something about, uh, you know, exploring the impossible. Or it is uh, like man's mission to. Um, it is our mission or something to explore the impossible. To do the impossible. To uh, I don't know. I'd like change the, mm-hmm. you know, 
just to change the status quo to keep pushing the envelope further. Um, so yeah, he ends up releasing himself, right? And then just pushes away and then yeah. Brad screams so you just, in space. Oh yeah, so you just kind of see him like he's just uh, floating off in space just further and further away and you realize he's not going to make it. So Brad Pitt's character is kind of like almost playing with the idea of just giving up there. He's like, like, what's the point? I lost my father. Like, the this mission is, it's over with. Like, yeah, like what's the point life. of going on? Like, and that's kind of where he has that um, emotional battle, that internal battle, uh, to decide to, to keep going and and to do what his father was saying, like the impossible, and she like try to do the impossible. So, instead of actually giving up, he breaks off the door. How did he break off the door? No, so, it was uh, it was just like a side of like one of the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a side part so of he just pulls uh, it off and just he pulls it, it off and uses that as a, a shield board so, <laughs> more as a shield than anything <laughs> to go on to go into that Neptune uh, the the rings the outer rings yeah. like where the uh, outer at, asteroid yeah where the all the rocks would be and the debris would be flying towards him so he's using that to block all that. To get back, he has a little Mary Poppins, uh, Princess Leia through mm-hmm. space, through space. <laughs> so like, he what? manages again. Which was kind of cool. It was, it looked I mean, cool. It looked really cool. It looked the cool. Blue, but I'm the like, blue dang. The hues of space were. Really yeah. I'm like, where is, is is this the is this real physics? And he sends a message. He's like, mission fulfilled. I'm going to use the nuclear bomb propulsion to pull to propel home me the back ship home. home. Yeah. And it's just like a montage of him going home, and. Uh, he crash lands and he's rescued. Which that had another part um, where I thought that was kind of an idea borrowed from gravity. Yeah. Like how he's uh, he lands back on Earth and he can't really walk. It's like he's learning to walk again, because that's what happens when you're in space for that long. It's like uh, they can't just like you know, no gravity, zero gravity. Like yeah. So he's like trying to walk again a little bit, and it's like he stumbles like with the help of some people there. Um, which they also did in Gravity. So, but he does that, and then, uh, and then but there, closure. there is there there was some closure in it. In all of this, fact he killed many people. Yeah, but he also but, saved the universe. Yeah, yeah. So like, do you get a get out of jail free card for killing four people if you? Uh, hey, they were trying to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> he he wasn't he didn't want to, but they. Well, the thing is, it was a, thing about I don't think they would have made it to that planet. If it wasn't for him, if he because oh yeah, yeah no way they would have all been killed. dead without him. So they were gonna be dead anyways. So I, I think they justified it enough that his character was <laughs> so in the in the right there. This goes for a montage <laughs> of like him explain like about murder life. good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in this case murder <laughs> good. Yes, it just blew my mind away. And so it's just like but, the last scene is his wife staring at him through a door. And yeah, that's it. Well, and he's also doing the the psych. The psych oh, yeah. about evaluation thing again. Like, like in Blade Runner, where it's like cells interlinked. Yeah, so you see that uh, he's basically, he's kind of, he's had that closure. And, uh, you know, he's in a good place psychologically. Like, he's yeah. not as closed off. Yeah, see, not and, he knows uh, his dad, you know, did it because, did not because he didn't love him, just because yeah. he loves space way more. But, uh, and then, he, he, he never wanted to compromise, you know, never him compromise. And, and him and his wife, they, they make up, too, though. Yeah. So because uh, now he can let people. That was, that, was the, that that was the whole goal of. That was the, that was the goal of his goal. mission. Like that was his internal battle. So yeah. I like the uh, you know how it kind of plays with his internal battle 
and then also the mission of you know the actual story of yeah, you know his dance, finding his father it was really touching because you throughout the whole movie it's about him and his dad's relationship and it's mm-hmm. not until he's able to just let his dad go because he may or may not have known that he was blocking everybody out keeping his heart rate really down blocking all this stuff out of mm-hmm. his life that was really just because of his dad and once his dad is out of the picture and he you know, even though mm-hmm. his dad was gone for all that long period of time, didn't have any contact with him, right. it still was an emotional experience for him at eight years old, and then now, th- you know, thirty-five years old. That once his dad is gone, he can finally open up to his wife or his ex-wife. So, do you think he? Uh, her and then do you think he found a new career life. after that? You think he stuck with he that to career? Go back for, he went to go back to work for his cable company. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I think I'd be like. Man, I think I'll just find something here on Earth now. That's like, well, that's I think that's what his character. I what think that's the. What do you do when you've experienced all this stuff you've been exploring? What all do you the, do when you places? practically? What do you do to retire after? Something? Well, I think that's where his character arc uh, would have ended up coaching. back on Earth. Life <laughs> no, not that. Life coaching. Life coaching could be. He could. I mean, maybe it's just to enjoy life with his ex. I was like, you said like he probably. Yeah. I think yeah, I don't think actual. he. Uh, he pretty much everything is free to him at this point. He literally yeah. saved the world. He's so, like, he's not running from his uh, problems anymore. Yeah, no. uh, they said that like not only did he save the world, it was the universe because that antimatter would have like wrecked the entire. Universe. Well, the, like the sol- yeah, the solar, the whole solar system. The whole solar yeah. system would have been toast. So the solar system owes him a lot. Yeah, it's like a free drink. You're welcome, Milky Way. Did you guys notice all the? A lot of times in sci-fi movies, there's like a religiosity to it. Like in Interstellar, you have the the uh, score has a lot of organ type yeah. music, and in this movie, there's a lot of references to spiritual. Uh, like people are praying and people are yeah. doing. All, I mean, I thought that was interesting too because yeah. that kind of ties into the theme of your father, like in heaven. You know it. And I, I don't know. I haven't really thought. Well, you know what it makes me wonder too is if um, they're almost getting at almost playing with the idea of like what if like god like whatever you know uh whoever you worship what if um they don't actually care about you yeah would you be able to still live your own life like yes, would you be able I to think f- it, right? i think that's an interesting concept one that uh should be it's like a very it's a delved, very, uh, dived into more was a theist uh deist view of god where god created the world and then dips out well, yeah, yeah, just kind of, just kind of, yeah. It's like, like, all right, it's up to you guys and now. Just dipped uh, out, yeah. like in the leftovers. That's basically this one out. Yeah, that's basically what Tommy Lee Jones' character did to Brad Pitt. Yeah, he had him. Yeah. He left. Didn't care about him. He's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, yeah he had know. bigger fish to fry, man. But and that's where Brad Pitt's character, and I think that's where he's struggling to figure out, you know, like what is the point yeah. of uh, going on, uh, you know, if like. You know, you may be disappointed. What if we are disappointed? Like, can we still move on? Like, can we live our life? Like, can we still go after what we want to go go for? No. Uh, you know, I think that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, if you take it into a religious aspect, it's like saying, you know, what what happens when you try and try and you go through your spiritual life and you're trying to worship God and pray, mm-hmm. and then there's like no answer for years and years and years, and you feel like you're about to give up, and then Mm-hmm. Uh, in this instance, Brad Pitt is doing that with his father, and then ends up realizing his father doesn't care about him. Right. Um, and so this could be taken that, that way. like God doesn't really care about people. He, right. Maybe he is the, what Rudy 
just saying he just created the world and then he's just like leaving everyone to fend for themselves because he's trying to um find other like he's trying to create other life or more intelligent life maybe i think, I think he just is trying to find it, he's just trying to find what's out there yeah it's like in the movie prometheus the whole point was to find who created us right and in this movie it's to find what's out there yeah and i think with this like um there's a book called the heart of darkness by joseph conrad which is about the story of this one military officer going on a search for a guy named colonel kurtz who uh is the best ivory collector or like he collects ivory mm -hmm. but like large amounts of it but he also kills tons of people and he is trying to investigate why he went crazy. Mm -hmm. And you see, and it's uh, the movie is that book is what Apocalypse Now is based off of. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got that vibe when you see, because like in the book, um, Martin Sheen's character is on a search for this officer that pretty much kills a, like kills a bunch of Viet Cong, and but he's getting the job done, but at what cost? And it's kind of like how Brad Pitt's looking for his dad. Colonel Kurtz looking for this one guy. I think did this guy train him or did this? I'm, I'm just gonna remember exactly. But so I don't he goes like or not. a lot of people die on the way to find uh, Marlon Brando, and you see that in here like a lot of people die because he's got get, like a full uh, a whole following of people that yeah, will just like kill kill for him and then do whatever he says. Brad Pitt has space. Yeah, going up against him. Yeah. And it just shows, like, he does kill a lot of people, or even get, and inadvertently gets a lot of people killed to get the mission done. Mm -hmm. And um, and when you listen to Marlon Brando's character talk, he pretty much says, like, these people are worthless. Just kill them all. And it's essentially mm -hmm. what you see with Brad Pitt's character's dad. Yeah. He's like, forget about him. There's no point. Let's yeah. continue the mission. He's lost faith in humanity. Yep. Yeah. And you see that with Doesn't Joseph. see the, the, the need for him. Because, like, the last, the last words in the book uh, of... Just of a of a heart of darkness or the horror of the horror because he realizes there's no hope for humanity because he's literally the horror. yeah the horror. that's what gets me I'm like <laughs> when I was watching this I was man you know what it's Coach classic, Griffin man. Coach Griffin taught me something yeah. in senior year English when I had to read that book so many times yeah. to prove a point that I could read it <laughs> yeah I hadn't I hadn't even made that connection while watching the movie but like looking back it's like yeah that is definitely a that had to have been a um, a central theme or thematic element that was going to be used for the, the plot. I think that's perfect too because so. there really wasn't a lot of hope for humanity. You know, they're doing mm -hmm. all this uh, space exploration, mm -hmm. but then in the end, you're having all of the capitalism following every, everywhere on each planet. There's yeah. like mm -hmm. all sorts of, like, what is it, Arby's? You've seen Applebee's. And Applebee's and other places, and on Mars is already getting that way. So it's like. Yeah. Humanity oh, just there wasn't much itself. tourism going on at Mars from what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. Mars wasn't popping. Yeah. Mars was essentially the New Jersey of planets. Yeah. Well, that's what makes this interesting because there's a lot of talk about space exploration being privatized and having like Elon Musk with his, you know, SpaceX mm -hmm. uh, going up to the moon and making a moon base. Colonizing it. Yeah. So these things in the movie are based on real ideas that people are having now. Uh, that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. inevitable. They probably it's, it's, will it's, do it. It's happen probably in Baby L.E.'s lifetime. He'll, <laughs> yeah. He'll be a space MP. Like <laughs> Zach will turn into Tommy Lee Jones' character. <laughs> 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 your, your subtle cup searcher for you. 
Yeah. I lost faith. Like, like, come searching for him in the wing of the hospital. Yeah. Another interesting thing about this movie was the production design, the cinematography, because I do like Hoyda von Hoydema, who also did Interstellar. And there was a lot of interesting color changes. There was a lot of purple at the mm-hmm. beginning, and there was some red. Yeah, there was some of, kind of uh, reddish orange. Back to the 2001 Space Odyssey when they're in that. Oh, yeah. Talking to Hal. I yeah. Think yeah. And then you have some green and stuff when they're in that little calming area with all those projectors of different mm-hmm. nature scenes. The purple, blue. even though, was it blue or purple with uh, Neptune? Blue. Blue, yeah. Kind of, more blue kind of the blue. But yeah, there was some good. Uh, I actually thought like the uh, planets themselves um, almost looked similar to to like 2001. The way uh, I don't know how they designed the planets, but I thought it was almost interesting. Like it was, it looked like it was a backdrop or something. On like it didn't even look like it was uh, 3D. Like just kind of like a 2D. Yeah, we're uh, gonna fake the but, Mars landing. <laughs> but it kind of it was interesting yeah and the production design too was sim- was more simple and more like in, in Interstellar also because that's what I always like to reference because that had a lot of practical set design mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of futuristic tablets and stuff in that movie in this movie they had a little bit of that but it wasn't like ultra stylized yeah stuff that you see in other yeah. super, or, uh, sci-fi movies. yeah it wasn't practical well, and that's why I thought it stayed grounded is because yes. I didn't feel like it was exaggerating because that's what always bugs me about like these futuristic movies. Like we never are at that point that they think we'll be at by that time. And uh, this movie, I actually feel like it could be considered modern day. It could be considered in the future. But I mean, it's near. That's it's all we really know. Yeah. Like so, yeah, at least for, you know, Even the present the space buttons when uh, they were working, when Brad Pitt was taking over on the cockpit, those space buttons looked old school. They looked, yeah. They had an older yeah, I, I did feel like there was a little bit of old school touch to present. It, and then... It ain't, they much going on up there, man. You gotta, start, <laughs> you gotta recycle it. Yeah. What did you guys think of the, the acting? Good. Overall. Like, I thought Brad Pitt's character was pretty good. It was emotional. And Tom Lee Jones' character did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Lantos. I don't know if he's Marlon Brando good, but he was good. (laughs) This ain't no apocalypse now, but it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I I do think it was an interesting concept to use space exploration instead of, like, you know, war as kind of the the backdrop for that. Brad Pitt in this movie, I like to look at it as, as like, Ryan Gosling in First Man. In Mm -hmm. First Man, you know. Neil Armstrong is kind of like a stoic character. It doesn't have a lot of emotion. So is Brad Pitt's character, yeah. And this, he is, but he gives you a little bit more emotion. I that's that's what I appreciated. I think so that's why I appreciated this more. Pause real quick. So it's about to go over time. All right, go. Yeah, so you were saying um, how Ryan Gosling's character is so stoic. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I appreciated more about this movie, is that, and that's why I liked Brad Pitt. How uh, James Gray basically used him as narrator of the the movie too, because it for a stoic character, you're right. Like sometimes uh, it can be not as interesting of a character if we don't know what's really going on internally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think First Man was trying to do something different, where we you know we're not meant to see that side. But this movie, I actually liked how uh, Brad Pitt is narrating what is going on in his own. Minds. Yeah, I think that really helped with this. It, it made it a little poetic. Man, you know, it was all supposed to be about. And Ryan Gosling is a quiet actor to begin with. 
Yeah, he does a lot of movies where he's that character. Yeah. He does movies where he just doesn't talk. Yeah, which is which is good in certain instances. But in that movie, it just kind of made the movie a little more boring. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of quiet. This movie was a quiet movie. This movie it's cerebral. Quiet. Yes. So, and, and since it was in space, they did a good job of, during some of the intense scenes, they just did absolute silence like mm-hmm. it would be in space. Yeah. Which I feel, yeah, that's been, I feel like that's been used um, in other space yeah. movies as well, but. Uh, you see that in Moon with Sam Rockwell. Gravity mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, gravity. gravity. They don't Moon. do it in Star Wars, though. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's a little different space movie. That's more, I mean, obviously space fantasy, but. Yeah. You don't really. You see it in Dune. I just laugh because. <laughs> Do we? And Dune? No, I don't think we do at all. Actually, maybe with the maybe with Denise new uh, Dune that's going to be coming oh, out, I but which I'm excited for. But uh, yeah, I did. I did back back to this. I, I did like the the movie overall. Um, it wasn't I, bad. Brad, I did feel you know I, you know like shed a tear almost you know for <laughs> Brad Pitt's character with Brad, his father. Dude, it got emotional. He's like, I never cared about you or your mom. Yeah. Like this dude's looked up to his dad, loved his dad. Oh yeah, like, he he followed him. in his father's footsteps. Heck them, heck them, kids. Yeah, I mean it's basically like the son, uh, you know, takes the the sins of the father, like how he had said uh, earlier oh, in the movie. Yeah. It reminds me of Miles uh, Teller's yeah. dad's character in uh, Spectacular. Now his dad just didn't give a hoot about him, and he, <laughs> all he wanted to do was see his dad and meet yeah. his dad for the. And this is what happens. So how are we doing our ratings now? What are we giving? It? We still do spanks. spanks? Okay. Yeah. How many spanks are we giving it? Dude, I'm giving us like a nine out of, out of ten. Like, oh, out of ten spanks. Yeah, nine out of ten spanks. You're giving it nine? Eight point five out of ten. I was like, man, I, I didn't know you were gonna give it I that high. Only, I think the only movies I gave nines are Midsummer. I know you're already putting it on that four. level. I mean, it's a good movie. Dude, no, no, hey, no, no, no movie has gotten a ten out of ten yet. Yeah. I think I would put this at a solid eight, just because I don't know. I mean, production design and. All the actual elements of filmmaking were really spot on. And yeah. Were really good, but it did drag a little bit in the, towards the end. Yeah. And some of the things just didn't seem realistic. What was going on? I mean, they did their best to try to explain, um, kind of. I mean, I don't know. Just didn't, some of the things that happened just didn't seem like they would actually happen. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't really fault it too much for that, but uh, everything else was really spot. Yeah, and I I appreciate the work that was done by James Gray and like the writing staff, um, cinematography, cinematography and visuals, like you said. Um, I'll probably give it like a seven to a seven and a half though, because I I still is this isn't a movie I want to go back and watch again. Yeah, that's what I. And I think that it's not something I want to watch on repeat. You know, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or yeah Hollywood. It's like I could watch that. I want to yeah, immediately go watch it again after I finish it. It's like I thought it was so Book awesome. Smart. It's like I want to watch Booksmart every day of my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. Movie, <laughs> this movie follows like Gravity, which I didn't think I would watch Gravity again. I mean, it turns out I haven't really watched it much since. Yeah. I haven't there's watched it since certain sci-fi movies that you don't. I mean, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I loved when I actually watched it, but I haven't really had a, yeah. had a chance to. Yeah. Because it's such that a heavy so movie. Yes, it's a long it is. Movie. It is. And then this movie too. I feel like this it'll go maybe underappreciated over time. Yeah. And I, it'll do, fall into the I feel, like, I feel like when I'm thirty this is gonna be like a cult classic and kids are gonna like make really edgy quotes about it when, <laughs> when I'm a when I'm like a ten year soccer coach. I'm like, oh, I remember when that movie came out. No, but I did like the uh, poetic, you know, philosophical, you know, touch that 
you know, maybe they put in there. Kind of like a Terrence Malick feel oh, yeah, a little bit, too. Do. And I um, like the actual <coughs> sets they did for the moon. It looked like they were actually on the moon. It yeah, like it did. That looked legit. Neptune base. Yeah. And Mars base. So, and so I mean, I'll give it a seven and a half. That, that's why I give it. But, yeah, it's as far as I would tell you, it's just not one I want to watch again. Um, and if I look on, like, the Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomato meter is like 83%. I'd say that's about right for yeah. this movie. I mean, yeah. What I was surprised about, because I like this movie enough to like give it a, a higher rating, but the mm-hmm. audience score is like at 42%. Is it really? Wow. Tomatoes, I don't think it deserves First that. Man. First Man had a really low audience score. It's because they didn't show the flag raising scene. That's probably <laughs> That probably had some. That, that, that could have a little bit, but I, I think it, the movie just as a whole was just really not like an entertaining movie. If there's no flags in it, they, they, it ain't good. That's essentially what people did. I remember people freaking out because they didn't show the flag raising scene. Well, and I think more people were wanting it to be um, focusing on like actual landing on the moon. And this was a lot more about prior to it. Yeah, like, this is and a, just Neil Armstrong's character in general. Like it, The moon was them landing on the moon was definitely not the highlight or not the main point of the movie. Uh, this is a big risk. It's a character movie, study. Like we were talking about at the beginning. Like, yeah, this was an 80 to a hundred million dollar budget. Yeah. This is why well, I think 20th century Fox helped, you know, produce it. But I'm just thankful that they actually put the effort and the resources mm-hmm. into making a movie like yeah. this. Yeah. Because I do think we need not to make a lot of money. Well, I do think there needs to be more movies like this that, you know, give a little bit of their own take. Um, I do feel like it did borrow a little bit at times from other movies, um, more than I wanted it to. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I did still like some of the concepts that were used in it. Um, and I, I do like to see more original movies, uh, not just repeats of Marvel and yeah, all and the superhero movies. I, yeah, I thought this is a good original movie where it's, just, it is, it's, a, it's a movie, it's made, and there's no sequels, no prequels, it's, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's funny. Mean, and I th- and I think it's I always just appreciate more movies like this where it's like they're actually trying to look for something more to make a movie something more than it is yeah. than the sum of its, it's parts. It's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's, it's not a sequel. It's, it's not a prequel. Yeah. It's not a movie that's uh, you know just just off a of face value. It's entertaining and that's it. I think I think it's leaves uh, you know gives something that's worth exploring more. And I think uh, it is about pushing even movies. You know, pushing the status quo, like how they talk about in the movie. I think that's what the goal of this film is. Yeah, it's too. just so like expertly crafted. It was just well made. Yeah. And James Gray, he's an underrated director. I really he's think so. I think he's. I think this movie's gonna be really underrated. It's definitely not. Good. Maybe it might win like best cinema. Actually, I don't think. I, I don't think it'll be nominated. I, I think the cinematography might, but overall, I feel like the, there's no buzz for this. It's movie. gonna get overlooked. It's, it's going to be overlooked. It's like Wind River. It's like it may get a couple nominations. First Man was really nominations. well made too, and I, got, I think it got some technical award uh, yeah. nominations and stuff. That's probably what this movie will That's be. That's probably, it'll get nominated. I'd be surprised if it w- really wins anything. Oh, yeah, I would but, be surprised. Uh, dude, I'm be surprised if Hustlers, Hustlers might even get nominated. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I God. <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is ridiculous that, because then it shows that the, like, the Academy Awards just has no credibility because like, it's, it's all a popularity contest. Wins an award. 
for hustlers. For I, best body. No, I, I, <laughs> dude, hear me out. I denounce that there is a God. If, <laughs> if Cardi B gets nominated. Rudy will it. lose his faith in humanity and turn into Colonel Kurtz right here. <laughs> I'm going to space, y'all. If, if, if Cardi B gets nominated, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, if anyone in Hustlers gets gets nominated, I'm gonna be so flabbergasted. If yeah. book if Booksmart doesn't win any awards, but Hustlers does, <laughs> that I do think Booksmart should probably be nominated at least for like an original, a, yeah, a best screenplay, screenplay or acting. Yeah, like, I feel like that. Hey, don't act like you didn't like what you saw when you watched it. That like for the thirty oh, minutes. Oh, I watched it for ten. Just give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> But, I don't uh, know good movies coming out this fall, though. Yeah. This, uh, yep. this winter. So, so we will be... The, October's coming up. That means it's horror month. Joker's horror season. Gonna We're going to be touching on some more uh, scary movies, I believe. Yeah, me and co-host Jacob in Arizona are going to be covering Disney Plus because uh, oh, yeah. that's coming up. Right We're definitely be covering all the Marvel and all the Star Wars on there because yep. that's what's popular. That's what the kids want to hear. They don't want to hear me talk about Booksmart for like the... We're doing this for the kids. <laughs> I think I We're doing up, this for baby Ellison. I think I brought this up in every, I think I brought Booksmart up in every episode. I think you were wanting to talk about movies other than Booksmart. Yeah, we should move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did it with you? Was that Matt that did yeah, that review Max, with you? No one else wanted to be on this podcast. No, I still don't. <laughs> You're just but, here. All right. I, I convinced you to be on this podcast with fajitas. <laughs> That's right. That did. Uh, that was tempting. And it did work. Uh, but, uh, all right, any other final takes? Is that it? It's I Closing out? It's, it's worth seeing once. It's, it's worth seeing at least once. Um, and who knows? Maybe down the road I'll watch it here in a few years. We'll see. But it's, it's just you got to watch it in a certain mood. Yeah. In a very melancholy type mood, I feel like. It's, it's, it's up there with, like, space movies. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Like, I don't know, my top space movies are always going to be a battle between uh, Sunshine and Interstellar. Battlefield Earth? No. <laughs> Heavens, John no. Travolta's a revelation. <laughs> it's, it, it's like number one is 2001 A Space Odyssey, Sunshine, uh, Interstellar, <laughs> then there's Moon, then there's this. Uh, I, 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 I'm trying to think of other space movies to put above. Gravity, like gravity. Yeah, Battlefield <laughs> Earth, maybe. Well, yeah, this movie. Like, <laughs> Battlefield yeah. Earth. I mean, Chronicles of Riddick. I figured. I hope they make more space movies. Uh, I mean, it's always interesting. Any new sci-fi movie has something interesting to say. I, I, I would like to see a little more. I don't know. Just maybe, maybe more. another con, a newer, a new concept that is. Yeah, I want it to be both entertaining without being um, almost depressing in a way to watch at times. You know, yeah, I want, I, oh, I definitely. Like I feel like that's what it always comes down to. It's like they have to make something so like a really sad situation going on like, for the space. Happy about it's this? like man, like what about I thought. Martian? Well, I did think uh, the Martian was just too. Eh. <laughs> You like Matt Damon? I mean, it was oh, it was yeah, okay. It was, it was too. Uh, what do you call it? It was too crowd cheery. It was. Know. It was. It was trying to appeal to mainstream too much, which I don't necessarily want that either. I just want, you know, like 2001: Space Odyssey. That wasn't trying to be like. It was actually trying to push like philosophical ideas, while at the same time it wasn't like 
Oh, this is sad. Oh, it's like I don't want it to try to uh, manipulate emotions. I think. Yeah, that's, that's what, what Interstellar did too. I mean, it, it kind of sent me. But yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like they're response, doing that too much. Like okay, they have Moon, to do that. Moon did the same thing. A lot of these sci-fi movies. Two thousand one space. Two thousand one space. I just like. Yeah. That was just an, that was a space epic. That was it, and it didn't try to be uh, melancholy. It didn't try to uh, you know put you in your feels. <laughs> it was like almost disturbing in some ways. It's cosmic horror. Almost, it it showed it showed just paradox with man that's and what, like, technology and our you that's know what, like, desire to push series, forth. Man, with Ridley yeah. Scott, All, oh Prometheus by far is one. Prometheus is up there too when it comes to space movies. Yeah. Prometheus was a beautiful movie. Alien Covenant was all right, but it pissed me off. Prometheus, I do think, is underrated. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, all right. Well, we probably got to end this, bro. Oh, man. I guess. Well, if you, thank, if you made it this far in the podcast, thanks for listening. Thank yeah. you, Zach, even though you didn't bring baby E. <laughs> we'll forgive him. If you, if well, at least baby E wasn't crying. Yeah, thanks That's to my right. co-host, <laughs> Zach. Uh, if you want to be an episode of Rider Reviews, just, uh, get a hold of me or someone. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, Reddit reviews out.